Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have two very special guests, returning guests. We talked back in October 29th, kind of about their experiences coming out of the occult. Their names are New York Patriot and Lux. And I've kind of been following them. They've been busy. They've been in a bunch of shows that I'm familiar with. I'm trying to catch up with all their research. But I reached out to them, and uh, we're going to talk about something they've been covering or looking into re recently, which is the Scarlet Woman and the theme of that in kind of popular culture, film, etc. So they're going to talk more about that. So Lux and New York Patriot, welcome back. Thanks for coming back. Thank you for having us on. It's an honor. Yeah, thank you. Guys, for people who didn't hear our last show, can you kind of do just a general recap of your backgrounds kind of leading up to, you know, what you, your backgrounds in the cult groups and then your research leading up to the kind of Scarlet or Scarlet Woman theme? Sure, New York, you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I was an ex-member of the OTO. Um, you know, I left because I just didn't feel it was a safe place. And, uh, you know, I just think it's, uh, you know, a psyop in itself. There's a pyramid scheme within the outside the orders, in my opinion, just like there is on, you know, outside in the regular world. And uh, <clears throat> started a podcast because I think people don't quite understand how serious the occultism is, you know, or how much of it is in our faces. And uh, met Lux, and then we started the Occult Rejects. Yeah, a former member of uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Uh, similar story to New York Patriot. I uh, began to see a lot of control and of information while I was in the secret society. And uh, was generally unsettled about it. And after asking a bunch of questions from higher-ups above me... Um, uh, they more or less were gatekeeping information, so I decided to leave. And uh, yeah, like New York Patriots said, we met, started a podcast, and uh, we have done a bunch of different subjects. We've covered uh, tons of uh, secret societies and other orders, um, and we definitely started to see the importance of the Scarlet Woman or the Harlot that you see um, used in occultism, but it's also used in other uh, religions and belief systems, and uh, it's a very deep and oftentimes misunderstood subject, so we decided to uh, cover it and uh, show people what we found. Cool. So where does it go back to? Where is its origination, this theme? Oh. I mean, is it like from Eastern, Eastern religions, or is it something from Western esotericism? Uh, I mean, I feel like, I mean, the thing is, is that, I mean, if, even if you go back to the Kabbalah, I mean, I don't know if people want to argue how old that is. I mean, it's in there. It's, I, I honestly, in my opinion, really what it boils down to is, uh, the feminine energy of creation, but off balance, uh, is what we're viewing now, in my opinion. And, uh, it starts to become a problem and it starts to control mindsets and it starts to like everything you see going on right now is because of my opinion, the feminine or the left pillar, uh, just reigning in total control, unbalanced, and it's taking control of society and mindsets. Yeah. The, the Scarlet woman it definitely appears early on in the Bible. Um, but it's also a concept that's shared in Greek mythology, uh, Egyptian mythology. Um, it's sort of this common overarching theme that you see in a lot of the, these different religions. Um, and it's definitely um, an allegory one, but it, it's definitely a, a deeply occulted metaphor for uh, the, I would say, 
at the most basic level, the energy that it represents and where it's located on the uh, uh, the tree of life. Gotcha. So it's a feminine re representation of feminine energy that's yeah. twisted or whatever, right? Yeah. It's. A, I'll be totally honest. When it comes to the Scarlet Whore, she really. It really is a. Uh, a huge allegory for multiple things. It can show you uh, how magic is actually done. Um, it talks, about, you know, and that, and that that's why I think it's one of the things that you really don't know that much about is because if you started getting into that, uh, it might start making other things make sense. Like how is magic really done? What are people really doing when they're having magic? Because a lot of the sexual stuff, now I'm not saying that there isn't sex going on and you know, I'm not negating that. But a lot of stuff with the idea of the Scarlet Four also represents other things besides sex. And but I mean, even in the Bible, she is, or that theme, the great whore, is likened to sex. I mean, oh, yeah, says, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Revelation 17. The great yeah. whore sitteth upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So it's. Yeah. There is that in there. I mean, from that, even that's from a Christian perspective, not the occult mm -hmm. perspective. Yeah, and um, it's interesting the way that it, she's described in Revelation. You later see uh, in Revelation that this woman is also given a choice, um, and that's when the you know the new kingdom comes down, and does this woman decide uh, to more or less join the new the, the new Jerusalem, or does she continue in her like debauchous ways? And the the energy that I believe that a lot of these scriptures are describing is the so the Scarlet Woman represents Bana on the Tree of Life, and when the Tree of Life, I think about each sphere has maybe a white or a black version of itself, a positive, a negative, um, an extreme or a balanced uh, version of what that characteristic is of that sphere. So with the extreme expression of Bana, when you, it's making the mistake of not keeping balance and so it, it becomes this, uh, you know, total emotional driven mindset that takes over a whole culture it's just based only about the, the wants and the primal needs. Um, and so that's where you see the fall of Babylon, where, you know, the harlot is mentioned there. Because they were totally immoral, right? And so the fall of Babylon is because the entire society had become immoral. And in my opinion, I think Revelation, specifically when it's talking about the new, the, you know, the 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 second representation of uh, the Scarlet Woman is talking about more or less society is the way that we see it now, um, which was, causes this giant fall because people embrace this extreme energy, um, and you can see it played out even today with you know in politics or you know gender studies. You know, it's there is no morality. It's just whatever whatever its subjective morality is. There's no nothing concrete. You can be whatever you want. You know, and and uh, you know, PC culture and things like that, where you can't call anything out that's going against natural order. Um, in my opinion, I think that we're very close to the similar conditions that were in Babylon at the time. Wow. And that's that's what is written on her forehead in Revelation, right? Babylon the Great, 
the mother of prostitutes and the abominations of the earth. Right. I mean, and then the, the whole thing too, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the god, uh, goddess Hakate Ramsey. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she's like, <clears throat> she's a three-faced goddess. That is also another problem why I don't think people actually uh, understand the whole idea of the Scarlet Whores because there's more one aspect. There's at least, I mean, I think three, but there could be six. But, I mean, you have the mother, the maiden, and the crone. And by the time you get to crone, which would be, believe it or not, is associated with the feminine energy of Saturn. Because she even goes back to Saturn, which is, I think, another reason why you don't hear about it so much is because we're just meant to believe that Saturn is like this male or this idea of a god eating its own child. There is a feminine side to it, and that kind of cuts out half of the story. So you're not really understanding all of it but uh once you have gotten to that part the crone you are dealing with basically a lady that is uh aggravated she's not happy anymore and nothing will be good enough so it's constant change 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 i got to control the situation and you'll see society i think the way it is now interesting so the scarlet woman or whore becomes a rep representation of uh of societal societal current society right yeah i i think uh it's an energy also that you know is used for i would say psyops or mind control you know black magic stuff like that as well interesting and then Crowley had his scarlet woman right didn't he have um i can't remember the total was it 12 or 13 i was gonna say i was gonna say he had a bunch of them and if i remember correctly you probably know better didn't he didn't a few of them like kind of lose their mind yeah, a lot of them went insane. One became a prostitute, and he um, he branded each one of them on their chest with the mark of the beast, which was all of the kind of planetary spheres and their representations aggregated into a brand, and then he branded them on, a, on their chest. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, and, uh, yeah. when it comes to like Crowley and uh, you know, I've even wondered about Parsons too, but. Uh, my opinion, if you are actually have like a, if you're talking about a scarlet woman and it's a physical, real person, my opinion, now that's something different. I actually think this is more of like an MK Ultra project where that is the vessel for whatever you're looking to bring in. And you're right. actually using that woman basically to fracture their mind, try to pull them out and put something back in. And I think that's why a lot of women had problems. Yes, and I think that Crowley used those women as kind of energy reservoirs. So his magical yeah. techniques would increase the magic. And then when he was done with them, he would just cast them aside and get a new one. So like one of yeah. his older ones, he just left on the street. She became a prostitute in Paris. So really terrible stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you look at the tree, I mean, uh, you have uh, the moon is uh, one of them, a version of one of them. And then you would have Venus, which is uh, you know, the, the maiden. And then the old crone would be uh, Saturn. So, I mean, right. even when you want to start getting, I mean, you know, there's always things about Venus. What does that have to do with it's something about Lucifer and all that stuff? But um, she's definitely an interesting character that, in my opinion, you see the story of her constantly everywhere. I mean, like we even just showed in our show, uh, The Matrix, uh, WandaVision, um, the movie Mother. That's, in my opinion, one of the best movies you could watch to explain the Scarlet War. The movie. Really? Wow. Yeah, with an exclamation point. That is all about it. And after we get off, what you heard us say, if you listened, to, if you thought about that as you watched the movie, you'd be like, wow, I see it. Because yeah. it's, it's all that movie is, is her constantly getting 
bothered by what her husband's doing and then trying to control the situation, control the world or, you know, keep everybody in like a little uh, cute, like little box and just, you know, mother's going to keep you safe, you know, stuff like that. And it starts to um, at some point you don't let somebody be who they are anymore. And in my opinion, that's not love. Woman, uh, and that was from what, 2011? The woman, though. Which film is it? A mother. 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 Sorry, geez. Yeah, it had the girl from, uh, oh man, what was that? Hunger Games. Oh, gotcha. Girl, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Uh, People thought that was very mysterious, yes. It's very weird. I I mean, even in the, the movie towards the end, you can see the representation of Jesus. You're right. She gives birth, and this this baby's supposed to be pure. Um, but then, you know, once she's given this baby over um, to sort of the other people that reside in this house, then they tear the baby apart, and it's a total representation of you know like the sacrifice of Jesus. And so that movie is super loaded. I, I highly recommend everyone give it a a, a watch because um, it. It's good. I mean, the movie's great in its in itself, but it's telling you a much larger story. Interesting. Wow. I mean, and that's it. And I thought I saw like something in some of your research. You included, I think it was uh, Little Red Riding Hood, or there was something from a Disney movie or cartoon, right? Oh, what is that? Something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's tons of them. Uh, The uh, Little Red Riding Hood. um, I know that New York Patriot found a couple other ones. I'm trying to think, well, we covered WandaVision. You know, it's so funny that th- those first two, I feel like they were so long ago. Because yeah. uh, we have like five episodes of it. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> uh, trying to remember what I included. But uh, Little Red Riding Hood would be, oh, I mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because uh, a mare is a horse. Now, like, in, if you were to look at the chariot card, uh, Ramsey, you'll see that, you know, depending on which kind of card you're looking at, but you normally will see a black and a white horse. That's for each pillar. That's representation of each pillar. And uh, a horse, um, a dove, uh, maybe like an albatross, those can all represent like the right pillar, the white pillar. And that can show like it rising or the energy of it building up. And then you would have a black horse, a crow, uh, bees. um, What else? You know, ravens. That can all show like the energy of the left pillar or the black pillar. And uh, you'll even see that on the chariot card, how they're they're both like kind of like splitting apart in a, in a sense. Which which uh, tarot deck? Uh, the, if you look at the golden magical golden dawn one, that uh, that one I know because I used it for myself. But yeah, I the golden dawn. That one's that's such a crazy deck. But yeah, and then she's also represented really crazy in that deck as the oh as she's the star that's as right well. there. That's all right there. That's a the empress. Yeah. Yeah, and then you would see like that would be the, you know, the thing behind it could have been the veil or you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, because the way that you know for um, for people who uh, you know maybe don't know too much about the the tree of life, when you look at the tree of life, right, you have a left pillar and you have a right pillar, and sure there's a, a middle pillar in between, but for the left pillar it's total representation of the feminine for the right pillar it's the representation of the male and so bana is more or less you know the sphere that's associated with the scarlet woman 
that is the third sphere from the top of the tree. And so think of that as sort of like a, um, a much more higher level sphere than the others uh, because it's so high on the actual tree of life. So <laughs> what it's representing is Bana, is, it's represented by the number three, but it is sort of the great grand, the mother of, of all things. That's the way occultists view it. So whatever that energy is associated with that sphere, by using your will and rituals and things like that, you can begin to channel that energy down through the tree and then into our world itself. So that's why you'll often see a lot of times, uh, like for New Year's, for example, you know, um, there were a lot of really crazy alignments. We were kind of worried about New Year's, for example, but the the hour that we entered midnight was the hour, it was the fixed planetary hour of Saturn, which is the same representation. It corresponds to the same sphere, but not. So it's, it's expressing, you know, this extreme version of itself, which does lead to chaos, which does lead to, you know, mimetic warfare, uh, the, you know, great intelligence, but it's being withheld from people. Um, so that's sort of what, what that sphere represents as an extreme. And, uh, yeah, we, we honestly kind of hypothesize that they're these people who in, uh, dark occult groups, black magicians, that they're drawing some of that energy down into our world. And then I think it, it's pretty clear. I mean, it's systematic of, of what we see going on now. So definitely corresponds. Corresponds into our present, present world. Yes. Exactly. Right. And with, you know, with very experienced magicians and especially doing it over a long period of time, uh, it's so simple, but yet so complex, because they keep all this stuff hidden from us. So, you know, if I'm a black magician, dark magician, occultist, and I want to channel that energy down into Earth in its most extreme negative form, then I'm going to do rituals, I'm going to do meditations in the certain planetary hours that correspond with that sphere and with that planet, and, uh, you know, of course, using all the symbolism involved with the, the harlot, you would integrate that into rituals. And, uh, yeah, so it, it's, it's not as, um, I don't know, it's not as, as tricky or crazy. A lot of people think that, that magic is just, you know, like a wand and you have to do all these certain movements. But it really can be that, just that simple. You know, I, I want to draw this energy down on, into my reality. Okay, well, I'm just going to meditate on that energy during the hour that it exists, where it's most prominent. So, interesting. Oh, and G sorry, please continue. Yeah, I, I realized that I actually forgot and uh, stopped what I was saying about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I totally forgot. I, I skipped over that. Um, what I was getting at is that the left pillar would be the black horse. So now you have Night, Black, Mare, and Elm Street. I don't know if you know this or not, Ramsey, but like when it comes to trees and stuff, they're based, you know, cedar, pine, elm. They're all feminine. They're all male energy because they're like a phallus. They're growing straight up. They're projective. You know, they're they're growing higher than everything else. So there must be male energy to get up that high. Um, so now you're talking about basically a black horse on the male energy. With a, you know what I'm saying? If you look at it that way, and uh, you could easily see him as maybe possibly being the beast if you think about it, chasing around the Scarlet Whore. 
Right, interesting. Johnny Depp's in this movie too. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, that's He gets sucked into the bed and then uh, spit all over the world. Right. Wow. So, I mean, it looks like there's themes of mind control here too. Like it's got the hand over her head and stuff. I mean, even I even and I think added into the beginning of part two of that. I mean, my opinion. I hate to say it. I even think Mary Jane and Spider Man. Hmm. Interesting. Same same story. It's a love story between the two energies. That's why he's he's red and blue because those are the top two spheres when you come into physical existence. It's red and blue. Right. She has the red hair, right, Scarlet Woman. She's the one who inspires him. Right. So that's his Scarlet Woman, just like yeah. uh, just like Jack Parsons, right? The red-haired woman. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I, th- I thought those were little interesting things to throw in there. I mean, I even think the Statue of Liberty is a form of one of her two. Right. I mean, isn't it? It's not a kata. It's a representation of one of the goddesses, mm-hmm. right? I forgot which yeah. One. Yeah. I mean, see, that's another thing, too, with a lot of these goddesses. Uh, that, you know, if, if you were to take all religions and, you know, pagan beliefs and all this stuff and probably, like, took all these well-known, fa- you know, uh, female goddesses or, or names – and then wrote out their what they did or their qualities, you probably start noticing a lot of them kind of fitting into separate groups. And, you know, you have the story told, like someone mentioned Kali. Like she would just be like, um, she'd be a lot like, in my opinion, Black Widow, the character Black Widow, just the very martial, uh, you know, uh, uh, violent feminine nature. You know, more of like, uh, like Athena. She, she, I mean, she... Set wars off. Right. Right. Here's Mary Jane, too. Yeah. So, like, when you. Total Scarlet Woman. <laughs> Look at that. Show Ramsey something new. He's like, Total Scarlet yeah. Woman. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you saw looking at the colors, like, see, like that one, she was showing like a reflection almost of his, of his head going down the other way, a reflection of yourself. Right, his head's missing, but it's upside down now. As above, so below. And she's yeah. the one pushing him down. Right. And she's almost the white you, light of God. Yeah, and she's uh standing over right, the sitting over the mass, so meaning she's more in control. And like even her legs are almost making an upside down triangle, which normally is representative pulling in from the abyss into this world. The upside down triangle right. is used a lot for that. To show that I mean, something if you if you slid her up on the angle, he would be making the triangle up, and she'd be making the triangle yeah. down. Right? This yeah, actually exactly. almost reminds me a little bit of a of a picture that I saw in an Elvis Levi book, where it's like this guy who like has his arms out and they reflect on the bottom. I can't remember the name of it. I think. Is that the is that the the um, what's the statue that they worshipped? Um, what's the stat? It was uh, Baphomet, right? Doesn't Baphomet have the symbol of the above below, like right here? No, I guess not. Yeah, no, it was a different, yeah. really weird one. Uh, I think it's in his book. I don't remember exactly what book, but it's. Uh, oh, I think if you go down a little bit more, you might see it. It's kind of like the Seal of Solomon or something. Yeah, like it's something like that. But it's like a guy uh, might be right above it. It's kind of like showing his top body and then the bottom part, making it you know the reflection, making it a whole. Actually. Right, mind about that a little bit. If you could uh, click on one of those tarot images, uh, William, that'd be great. Uh, of the devil, of the Baphomet. 
Yeah. This one? Right. So, um, you see the same representation in uh, tarot. It's too bad we didn't have a version of the... Could you maybe just Google uh, the devil card from the tarot just real fast? Oh, you know what's another good movie, too? Uh, maybe you've uh, checked out or, you know, I'm sure you, you know Rob Zombie. I mean, guys. Yeah, I've heard of Rob Zombie. Uh, no, but I'm saying, I mean, that's, I don't think he hides, like, you know, what he's into. Um, <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> no, if you watch um, Lords of Salem, that main character who I think is his wife, that is the story of the Scarlet Whore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because at the end it shows you in a sexual way both energies rising. And it shows her riding the goat and everything at the end. Right. Really? Wow, that's yeah. Really cool. So as as far as the um as far as the devil card goes, so in in tarot, right? Basic basic way to I'll just break it down real quick is that with tarot you have a major arcana and you have a minor arcana. Major arcana is a representation of uh, the different spheres on the tree of life and their characteristics. Um, and they're considered the, the big cards of the tarot. And then you have the minor arcana. Now each one of these cards corresponds to a sphere on the tree of life. Um, and that's based on uh, the Hebrew alphabet. And uh, as far as, so the Hebrew alphabet has 22 letters and the tarot for the major arcana has 22 cards it's not by mistake they're directly co correlated to um, a hebrew letter now when you look at the corresponding card to saturn and its sphere that is the devil card so uh, very interesting that the devil card shows up with um with saturn and you can take a look at, at the devil card itself, and you'll notice that it's a male and, I think it's a male and a female, but they're both in chains. But if you look at the bottom of their feet, they're actually not uh, tight. The chains are not tight around their feet. Um, they're more or less being kept in slavery by their own will, by their own volition, because they're not choosing to take the steps that are needed to escape this Saturn-like energy. And yeah, he's doing the as so above, so below, and then the inverted pentagram, which would be showing uh, energy coming down from uh, from Binah, and then uh, eventually down into um, our reality, which would be, you know, Malkuth, so. Yeah, I, I even believe the wings show that, like, neither are rising or falling as well. Mm-hmm, right. So it's, you know, it's expressing that this, you know, and it's interesting that it's a male and a female talking about how those are the energies that are being manipulated or controlled by, by that card, by uh, Saturn. So definitely a complex card. And in the Hermetic Tarot, which is the one that I had to use uh, because I was in the Golden Dawn, there's so much imagery in that card. It's bananas. <laughs> so it's like really? you, wow. you, could break, you, you could break down that card for you know, hours. It's just nuts how much they have um, in the symbolism on that card. You know what is, and you don't have to look it up, but I, I think, uh, it, you know, it actually blew my mind when I read it, and I was like, wow, was this one of the most honest things that maybe Crowley actually said? Um, there's the lover's card for the uh, Golden Dawn magic deck, and uh, in that, it kind of looks like either a man coming out of the water or coming down. 
a lot of these cards, you can look at them in multiple ways because it can show as well going up the path or coming down the path. There's two ways to everything on that tree, at least. So those cards are showing you basically like, two, you know, it could even be more than that, but they're showing you a few different stories with one picture. That's how, that's how people don't totally understand what they're looking at because you may think there's just, you know, one or two ideas and there's like another two or three. So you're missing everything. But um, in the lover's card, it can, she, there is a female um, chained to, it looks like a rock or something. And then there's this guy coming out of the water. He has a sword in his hand. And it looks like he has like fins or, or feathers or something for his ears. And um, it looks like neither he's coming to save her, maybe. And if you look up uh, some of the uh, ideas behind, um, behind uh, the lover's card, Crowley, I think, even said for his own. Uh, when he, I guess he was um, you know, making them because they got produced after his death anyway. The boot book of Toth or the yeah, Toth yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, yeah, they weren't made until after he was dead anyway. But uh, uh, he said, I think uh, one of the negative things of the card, and this is, I think, if you look at this, it would make uh, you know make more sense. Uh, Self pity for others, and uh, oh. if you look at no, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm saying wrong. Um, Basically, we're saying that people that you will lose yourself due to pitying other people when they don't need it. There's something to that effect. And that's exactly what I think is being done in that card. She's playing the damsel in distress. You know, I, I, I need help. Come help me. You know, and out of self-pity for something that had nothing to do with you, now you got wound up. You know, and that's where the male energy gets taken away picked up by the female and then she goes off and does what she does it's, a way, it's like a, it's like a thing of trickery really yeah. i'm trying to find the end of the ninth gate i know you guys have done an analysis of this but there is a representation of oh, the woman yeah. rides the beast, yeah, the beast yeah this is it here here's the woman rides the beast hi this is william ramsey thanks for listening to the show if you'd like to listen to my other interviews, just type William Ramsey Investigates into your search engine and you'll see my podcast pops up. I have over 500 interviews now on a wide variety of subjects, true crime, occultism, history, current events, etc. Also, my five documentaries are available on Vimeo under William Ramsey and my website, WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com, has links to all five of my books if you'd like a signed copy. And my books are also available on Amazon. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. That's the representation of the Scarlet Woman. Yeah. You also that's, see, actually, um, that's Polanski's wife, too, which is weird. In uh, both of the Ghostbuster movies, it's the same thing at the end. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Zool and uh, with that, um, what was it? Right. Yeah. His name I mean, was, uh, think about it. You got the guy, that other guy who kind of acts like a moron. He's the fool. He turns into a beast. He's going running around looking for this chick. Yep. And they're on, and they're on top of the Empire State Building with pillars in between them. Yeah, two pillars, one are left and right. And, and then screens. The same thing. Triangle, pillars, altar. <laughs> it's all yeah. there. Yo, it was all and, in our faces when we were kids and we had no idea. We, no idea. They were just getting everybody ready for it. Well. And then think about how in the first movie, how. Uh, what brings about the destruction? Well, she says, um, you know, I want you 
to pick your destruction. That's what she she says. And the uh, Ghostbusters, they say, okay, everybody clear your mind, clear your mind, clear your mind. And so it's it's showing us that the concept is what we think will destroy us, what we think will be brought into our reality. So they all try to clear their mind, one of them can't, and then, of course, then, you you know, we get the Stay, stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's showing us that what we think is coming down um, into our reality or concepts, ideas of that figure coming into our reality. So... Right, no, it's fascinating. It's like there, it's almost like a magical thing. Like, clear your mind, yeah, see what yeah. happens next. Wow, Let's right, see if I can find this. Let's show this. Oh, that's that's too far down. Wow, yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, it's so much. It's just another example of people being exposed to all this stuff. Yep, crazy. That just makes you wonder like, do the actors even know what they're doing? Are they like, are they in the know as well? Such making you wonder about everybody. Right. Well, that's yeah. a good question. Like, I mean, how much do these are these being told to make these weird hand signs? Or are they doing it intentionally? You know, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. And it's that's, I mean, just based off uh, the Matrix is one of the huge ones because when you look at the Matrix uh, two, right? The uh, the Matrix two reloaded, I think, is what it's called. Um, there is a moment in in uh, in the movie where so Neo needs to get out of the Matrix. He needs to get out of this false reality. There she is, right there. Uh, this one, uh, um, bit up to the right. Uh, she's got a tan dress one. Second, uh, second column. Second. Oh, column it's left. her right here. Yeah. This yeah. Is yeah. So this is the person that Neo and. Um, and uh, Trinity, his girlfriend, <laughs> right? Total representation of the top three spheres on the tree. But anyway, they have to go, and uh, the only way that they can get out of the matrix is if they get the keys to the matrix. But there are these very high-level people who were guarding Neo and um, everybody else from leaving the matrix, and the whole goal is that they have to get a key to get out. So they go to see these two people. Her name is Persephone, or Persephone, <laughs> and that is an actual Greek mythological figure in, in, in history that is the same representation as the Scarlet Woman. So they even in the movie use the actual name of who she's supposed to be representing. Now, there's a man that's sitting next to her. And he's saying, um, you know, that I, me and her are sort of like the guardians of the Matrix and you can't get out and we're never going to give you any information to get out, so you might as well just leave. And uh, his name is the Merovingian. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is right. also a, a term that uh, we see in history to, to describe certain bloodlines, right? So right. what happens is the woman, she needs to get a kiss from Neo and then she will give Neo the keys to the Matrix because she doesn't like the way that the Merovingian, her husband, is treating her. He feel, she feels like he's taken total control and, and she doesn't have any free will. So she talks about how shallow and, and angry he is now and how negative he is. So there's the extreme expression of the male. But that would more correspond to 
um, a different sphere. But anyway, so well, no, you remember when we we we, we uh, rewatched it again, and we were like, I think that was actually she's the feminine energy. And he, remember, there was black, there was squares behind him, yeah. green squares. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I think he's actually the male energy at the top with her, and she's unhappy, and then that's what causes the problem. She goes off. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's us. It's almost showing the male and female energies in the same area. Am I right? And then sort of the male expression of Chalkama, which would be that sphere, like yeah. totally taking control of her in in that extreme form. Right. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree with you on that. And but um, it's also okay. Please continue. Go ahead. But she she gives Neo a kiss, or he kisses her, and uh, she says, that's not enough. I can feel that that's not real love. Uh, I want you to kiss me the way that you kiss Trinity. So then he kisses uh, Persephone again with meaning, and uh, she gives him the keys to leave the Matrix. So it's very interesting because, the, yeah, it's the same representation, top two spheres, the extreme female, the extreme male. They guard the exit to the Matrix, and... Uh, that's one of the ways that they got out. So yeah. Now this is this is what's wild, man. It'll blow your mind um, if if you can follow us. Now, if you look at her as Persephone, and possibly um, this is like another way of looking at it, you could see her possibly over by where um, Netsock would be on the on the green sphere, and then on the left, this dude was like the genius. He was the program master. That would be Toth. He would be on Mercury, right across from each other on that on that um, on the pillars. Right across from each other. Then when there is a problem, um, the twins, the twins come in and start chasing them. That is the chariot card. Interesting. And also, if you want to talk Gemini, about this. Gemini is associated with that card, the twins. Right. That's their way of showing you going up the tree now. They're just picking a way to, to use the symbols and the ideas of that card or that expression or that experience they're just expressing it in a you know an action an action way now and if you want to talk about the energy of the scarlet woman taking over i think the two wakowski brothers both had sex changes or they both are trans yeah oh i want to know real quick on what what fire pixie said um yeah now this is only because probably like from my beliefs from i guess maybe what experiences i've had i do believe that she's actually correct and that she's right. Um, I just believe that we actually right here where we live, that unfortunately I think that's the underworld. I don't, you know, I, I think that we're stuck in hell now and heaven is somewhere else. So I would actually agree. Yes. She keeps bad people in the underworld, which is here. That's my opinion. Interesting. Yeah. I, I honestly think once you've made it into the flesh, that's just my opinion that you are in hell. I don't think we were meant to be, we are supposed to be in the spirit. That's just my opinion. You know, in the spirit, we are still, you know, we are closer to God. I don't think we we're meant to be this far away. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And it's a, a most dense one, the, the tree of life, right? It's the lowest on the entire tree. So it's, it's showing the very bottom. We are in the basement, if you, if you want to compare it to that on the tree of life. So. <laughs> What's your guys' thoughts on the Scarlet Witch? Oh, it's the same thing. I mean, that, thing. That, that, show, that show will actually show you everything if you know how to watch it, right? I mean, we covered parts of that in our uh, in our first uh, first episode. I mean, they show you that 
I mean, they even show you a matrix if you want to believe in that. <laughs> but um, they show you, uh, they show you the air. They show you the whole yod hey vod hey. When she gives birth, they actually show you the whole yod hey vod hey formula. Uh, fire, water, wind, and then the baby is birthing in the new aeon. That's the Earth part. But if you watch that show, they start having electrical problems. Stuff starts sparking. Things are going off in the house. That's fire. I mean, it's electric. It's the same thing. Um, then all of a sudden, uh, it starts raining inside the house. And then that ends. And then she opens up the back doors and lets all this air blow in. And then she has the baby. Wow. So it's all there. Earth is <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if you watch it, she even changes things. If she thinks that he is going to find out something that might bother him, she rewinds time and then does it over again. And, and it does not turn into color until they kiss. When they finally kiss, she rewinds time again, makes him say something else. They kiss and it turns into color. He, he is locked into her matrix now. Wow. It's just that people are just swimming in occultism in these films, too. It's Bob. Yeah. yeah. And I tell you what, that the uh that new matrix I think is very occult in itself. I, I think that, that the new matrix um is honestly making fun of the the older matrixes. I think okay. that it's uh At four uh, this is it. I believe oh, no. so. what number on it should be Yeah, it's the brand new one that they just released when uh in theaters, but you could also watch it on HBO. But the whole, oh, the whole feel of that movie is that the people who made it, the Wachowskis, sisters or brothers or whatever, are scoffing and making fun at the fact that we still don't understand what the first movies were about. And it, it is so, the movie is so dumbed down. I'm not even kidding you. When I started to watch it, I thought I was watching a parody. I was like, I, I clicked on the wrong thing. This can't be real. Like, this isn't, like, the actual movie, right? This is bad. I mean, this seems like a B-roll movie. And, uh, <laughs> nope, it is. It's the real movie, and it's gotten terrible, terrible reviews. But I think people are missing the point that they are... It's just... It's putting it down to a level that's so simplistic, funny, and... Uh, I, don't, I don't know, just... That it has to be a parody of itself. That it's just making fun of the fact that people didn't see what was in the first films. Uh, I honestly think that's what, uh, and I don't think he did it so much to be mean. I think he was just kind of done with it, though. Uh, I think that's what David Lynch did with uh, Twin Peaks, the third series. It was just like, yo, I already told you it was done after season two. Uh, and I'm just going to make some other weird stuff that you're not going to understand and tell you that you ruined the series. And it's done it over with. Yeah. Just because you didn't understand it. Because you didn't understand what you were watching. Didn't understand the first season yeah, Twin Peaks. I mean, you pull up the Red Room. That's Aquarius symbol on the floor. They have a, a, a thing of Saturn in there. They have these light bulbs that look like more like a funnel coming down instead of going up. So that's showing you like coming down into existence. The uh, the little man is the uh, that's the whole occult uh, homunculus idea of the little man that sits in between both parts of the brain. He shows you. David Lynch shows you everything, in my opinion. He is probably one of the best. I mean, not that I'm trying to promote him. I mean, but for occult stuff, he really puts a lot out there and people have no idea. And I think that's how he gets away with it because of the way he puts it out there. People just can't understand it. But he is telling you a lot. 
like that that picture right there. That's the uh, veil I mean, too. Yeah, there's the veil, right? That you know, even right. the Bible talks about the the ripping of the veil, right. and uh, in Solomon's temple, things like that. Then you can see you got two pillars, and uh, I believe New York, you did confirm that that was Persephone behind yeah, her, I right? Yeah, I think it might be. Yes. Yep. Wow. So and Saturn, Saturn statue. Yep. And uh, then you got the you know black and white alternating floors. It's amazing. Yeah, and like Bob was the beast, and that's who killed Laura. You know, I mean, they say all of the beast. You know, he's possessed with the beast. So he killed her in the uh, see, and there you go. That would be like kind of like left and right brained, and then he's in the middle, the little guy in the middle of the brain. Right. And that's why he talks backwards, because technically, you know, in my opinion, this is you know when you start getting into this type of magic, you are leaving your body and spirit. That's my opinion, or you're, you're getting very close to it. So they will, a lot of times, that's why you'll see backward masking uh, in songs or in stuff. It's just a representation of going back in time. Because technically, if you want to think about it, you were in spirit first, and then you were birthed into flesh. So now you're going from the flesh back into spirit. So you, that's why a lot of backward stuff is used. And he talks in a way that sounds like it's almost backwards. It's very weird the way it looks. It's all like backward uh, reverse reverb, I think, is what's probably used on his voice or something to that effect. And uh, that they're showing you that as well. He's part of going back in time or however you want to look at it. You know, alchemy, going from one form to the next. Wow. Yeah. And when, when Didn't he do it, Mulholland Drive too? Didn't he do Mulholland uh -huh. Drive? Yes, that's all about, that's that's all about different aspects of the Scarlet Whore. That lady gets birthed into the world. She's like, I don't even know who I am. The lady this with Yeah. There's your blue and red again, right? Yeah. Black. I've never seen Saturn. that. You, yeah. you keep telling me I should check that out. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, all his, uh, a lot of his stuff is, uh, is, is huge. Just. Yeah, I think there is kind of like a midget in here too, or it's little person or something. I remember. Yeah, there's like two different little people, I think, in uh, Twin Peaks season three. You know. Yeah, and for you know, for listeners out there who are like, wait a minute, all this Matrix stuff, talk of that kind of what? And honestly, I don't want to show uh, too much because this is something that we're going to cover in our very last episode to sort of wrap the whole thing up. Um, but, you know, if you believe in, in God, if you're a Christian, you know, in the Old Testament, the matrix is, is even mentioned there. It, I forget the exact verse, but you can, you can find it just by, you know, Googling Old Testament matrix verse. Uh, but it talks about he who uh, shall open up the matrix, take it, take it away from or given to or something like that, right? But... We're not, yeah, the, our, our simple point is, you know, if you are a Christian or a religious or whatever of the faith, I think that the tree of life itself, when we talk about that, it, it is just simply explaining the way that realities are constructed. It's the way, it's just uh, an outline, a rough outline for the way that sort of, you know, how it says God laid the firmament. So I, I just think it's showing the structure of of space and time um and 
nothing, I mean, besides that, it's totally loaded, but I don't want Christians to get the wrong opinion as though we're, we're trying to say that, oh, well, you know, there's no way that this correlates or relates to, to Christianity at all. Um, I think it's just showing the structure of the, the house that we live in. Yeah, I mean, there's even symbols that, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, when you start getting up to the top of the tree, I mean, in my opinion, it even shows like, uh, you know, energy or like uh, heart rate. You, so you start actually seeing symbols that if you change them around as you move up the tree, it would show like uh, her legs on crossing. If you take like this, if you take the sigil, like the sigil of Saturn is kind of like uh, like two two triangles kind of, and then a thing through the, through the, the middle of them. It looks mm -hmm. like, uh, like an up, you know, an up peak and then a down peak and then a line through the middle of it. Now Aquarius is ruled by Saturn. All right. You see that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Now, uh, well, actually this is something I don't even think I've gotten into on my own show. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then Aquarius is ruled by Saturn. Now, as you saw before on the David Lynch stuff, the Aquarius sigil is just the two waves, but they're not crossing. They're not crossing. They're actually kind of moving together, but not touching each other, not crossing. When Aquarius now, the Scarlet Horse, she has her cup, right? Right. She holds that cup. Aquarius is now a bucket. If it's made out of wood, that's even more a version of a male. Spilling out. You uncross her legs, and then you get the Aquarius symbol, which is the male free from her energy. She is, he is not ruled by her anymore, and he is spilling out. Hmm. And, yeah, and to add to that, uh, you know, the left pillar is known as being the pillar of the, the feminine, which would be Bana, Gabura, and Hood. But it's also called the pillar of severity. So it's showing you that it's these energies taken to a far, far, far extreme. So that's, you know, controlling of the, uh, at that level would be in its, in its most extreme form, controlling of the male. The energy of the male, the characteristics of the male. Yeah. I mean, even like I think I mentioned earlier, and I, I wanted to try to mention it uh, before we ended. Um, okay. about like the bees, because I think if you do watch mother, you'll maybe get a little bit more of an understanding of why she's drinking that yellow stuff. Uh, with bees, in my opinion, well, one, they are, they have, uh, they're black and yellow. Um, black would go uh, with the sphere, uh, with uh, Saturn, the left sphere and yellow would be for air and air and water are both associated with, you know, just depends on which, you know, you know, the male or the, the female type thing that you're looking at but they'll both be there so those colors do kind of match if you want to like look at them in an occult sense and use them for an occult sense as that part of the tree now bees also have a hive and they are ran by a queen bee all right and then they all listen to her now also when bees have honey they tend to they think scientists think that they start to defy gravity somehow because they say that with their wings, they should not be able to still fly holding anything. It just doesn't make sense. There isn't an, an idea out there that somehow maybe they're defying gravity. 
But in my opinion, what you know, with that idea out there, I don't know how old that idea is. Maybe it's old. I don't know. I could be wrong. But the Scarlet Whore, she already has the milk. She's the feminine energy. She's got the milk. Now she's got the honey, and now she's rising up. And that's why you're going to see uh, that chick in that movie. Every time she's having a problem and she's not happy and she's getting headaches, she goes and drinks this yellow stuff, and then all of a sudden she's back to normal and she's taking control. Yeah, and isn't it, there something to do with she stops drinking it because by then it's like, all right, I've already got you. We've had sex. I thought there was something like Masonic having to do with uh, the beehive or something like nobody knows what goes on inside there. Oh, probably that too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even there's like, you know how I mean, I've even mentioned how I thought Pepe really isn't what everybody thinks uh, is, but even if you watch that movie Mother, there's a part when she goes downstairs in the basement and like she opens up the door and like the only thing that comes out is a frock. It hops out, you know, ribbits, comes out, she closes the door, and at that point, that's when all hell breaks loose in that house, pretty much. Yeah. The whole structure of the house starts to fall down, right? Well, it just everything starts like speeding up. Like I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but like it's just like every possible horrible thing that could probably happen between now and the end of the world happens in this house in like a half hour. Yeah. yeah. It's just wild. It's just like explosions, cops coming in. It's just like insanity going on. And it's all because she's just like lost her mind and control. And she's just like ending it. This isn't good. And I'm just going to destroy everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea of what the color purple means? Does that have some kind of occult well, meaning? Uh, I think that is a higher arc of uh, Gaborah and Chesed. Um, on purple on the Kabbalah itself is associated with the sphere of Chesed, but on the uh, the second or third, like each sphere has four spheres associated. Like each sphere has four different versions of it. Um, there will be four different colors. There'll be four different tarots. There'll be four different kind of structures of like going from uh, in the form up into maybe uh, the archetype of God in that sphere. Um, purple is used, I think, where the archangels kind of fall. So it's like it's right before like you're getting close to God. So it's a higher arc of that that experience. Have you ever seen this thing that uh, these Manson murders or Manson affiliated murders that they have this like this was uh, Lena LaBianca's La body they carved war in but it was like they always leave out the fact that it was like an occult Saturn I think as above below symbol you notice that you ever seen that no but that's, that's exactly I've never seen what I would, as soon as I saw that I would think uh, either it's like Freemasonry or Saturn. Yeah, that's the first thing I would think of seeing. That. Yeah, so that's how they carved it in there. They always leave that out. And then the, the same thing is, is that when Arliss Perry, who died at Stanford Memorial Church, they laid her pants over her spread out legs like this. Oh, you know what? Leave that. If you're going to leave that symbol right there, that Freemason symbol. Mm -hmm. This is uh, this. And I think this is what I, I wanted to also say before when we were talking about the Matrix part. In my opinion, the cube of Saturn is the male energy. That is the male version of Saturn. Then the circle, the sphere of Binah, is the female energy of Saturn. Now, if you look at that stuff right there, that compass is going to make the circle, and that square is going to make the square. So they're telling you right there, we are both energies of Saturn. Wow. I think. 
Or, yeah, even expressing those energies in its extreme form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people want to see this article, I wrote this a long time ago, but I posted it again on my website. Process Crowley Moss and the Unsolved Murder of Arliss Perry, which was written before they supposedly caught this Crawford guy who was in Sons of Sam, but uh, I, he was probably not the only one. Yeah, I see your friend, uh, well, the Annabelle, I know uh, Toth, uh, is, he can be associated with the color yellow or mercury, and they say that, uh, you know, Toth or gods have fallen to that sphere uh, kind of were there to watch existence become, you know, into you know, reality. So uh, I guess, yeah, you'd be pretty close to God, I guess, in that thought. So. Interesting. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? I mean, do we have more to talk about, or what? What are your thoughts? It's up to you. I mean, if you want to keep going, Lux or William, it's up to you. I mean, do you have more things on this subject, the Scarlet Woman, Scarlet War, or have you covered everything, or what? Um, I think if maybe the best we, thing to do is just direct people to your show. Yeah, yeah. Have them yeah. listen to it first. Have them yeah. listen to your entire. You've done two hours, and you're going to do a third hour, right? Oh, we have five. We have uh, three done. We're recording four tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I only see yeah. two up here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the third one drops next week. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So maybe that's the best place. To, where's the best place to listen to your show? Is it iTunes or do you have a YouTube well, channel? Uh, no, the YouTube came down. Um, it, you know, I not that I really care if it's Apple or Spotify, but we did do the Spotify video. So, in my opinion, really, uh, you would get the best out of this if you could watch it. I'm not saying to go to Rumble a bit you to do that, but um, if you use Spotify, you could at least look at the video as well. Spotify podcast. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been a crazy, crazy series for us to do because you know, like I said, it is in so much of uh, expressions in religion and in uh, in history. You see the the same expression of this figure over and over again, and that it's just very difficult to sort of wrap up in a short amount of time. So that's why the series is so long because we wanted to just give people as much uh, information about the subject as we, as we really could, because it's very confusing for people who might not know about the concept. So we even had to start from, you know, just that very basic place of where do we see this figure all the way to, you know, the end of, uh, where we're going with the series so definitely uh suggest everybody check it out no it's a lot of time um but it, it's really really worth it and by the time that we finish up uh episode five i think that it's really gonna help people um to see the occultism that is all around them how it's being used against them um how you know you can take that power back and and understand these concepts so that you can recognize them in your daily life and um, yeah, I just hope everybody uh, checks it out. And I would definitely not suggest maybe just watching one episode. This is not for views. Um, it's not, but it, it, we are late. We're telling a, a long story, and so just to understand the whole story, you, you really have to kind of watch all the all the Go episodes. Through. And you guys have done three parts on Franklin cover up. You've been on a bunch of other shows, Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses. So you guys have been very busy doing research. I remember you guys were doing the Loyal Odor. Not the Order of the Moose, but the... Oh, yeah, uh, we covered them too. Quatsacotal, the Shriners. Quatsacotal. Shriners, yeah, and the Jesters, that's right. Jesters. Yeah. So you've yeah we even covered uh, Randall Nordica too. 
Say that again. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's oh. an app. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got to check this out, William. Okay. <laughs> it's maybe another show. <laughs> this one right here, Brando yeah. Nautica. Yeah. It's an is app. that an app? Yeah, yeah it's an app, app you can use. I think somebody told me about this, that it's super creepy. It takes yeah. you somewhere, right? Yeah, it brings yep. you to, to points. But, uh, I mean, we did you know research into you know the company and the people involved with it and stuff. And, I mean, it legit... What was it? The project manager was a uh, he was somebody who like was a lecturer at a uh, I don't know if it was Thelemic totally, but it, there was a lot of Thelemic influenced people there. It was like over in another country in Sweden or whatever. But the project manager had a lecture at like an occult get together oh, gathering. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I showed videos of like uh, parts, you know, of, like of what you know was on their YouTube page. Because they even have YouTube videos. I forgot the name of it, though. But, yeah, I mean, this is heavily – this app is heavily, I believe, deeply rooted in occultism. There's the, I mean, there's the owl, right? Yeah. I mean, a culture was the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what's and it's wild is that when you start looking into the people that are associated with the, uh, with the, with the, the app itself, the only information you find out about the one dude, Josh – and, and any information about the people that he supposedly worked for prior, they are all printed by uh, a company that is owned from the same source. So you are literally hearing the only thing you hear about that dude and the Rando Nordica book itself is all being printed from different places or different news sites, but owned by the same company. So you only know what one thing is telling you about this. App. Yeah. And wow, what's... The craziest part about the whole thing is that they say that it's an app to just go out and adventure. But when you listen to the words that come out of the project manager's mouth, he openly says that this is, you know, used for occult principle to show how what you think you can create and how you should use it for divination and a, a bunch of other uh, wow. bunch of rituals. It's it's incredible. It's wild. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You guys did something on um, Travis Scott, right? Because yeah. I did something that was hyper occult. Oh, yeah. That was an upside down cross in the circle. I mean, it goes right back to tarot and the Lingamiani. I mean, that was off the charts. Usually, people like say, "Oh, you should check this out," and usually I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." But I started looking at that. I was like, "Wow, there's so much there." <laughs> so much oh, especially even yeah. in his videos. He's got a lot of occult stuff in his own videos. Oh, man. There's like a horned god coming out of the background, people ascending the mountain. Yeah. Yodorowsky hints, all kinds of crazy stuff is in there. Yeah. People dying. <laughs> yeah, dying. I mean, just eyeballs. Like, he had, he had that. He spent a lot of money on that, but uh, he's in, he's in, he's in real, real trouble. Fire Pixie asked, what about the dead bodies that those kids found using Rando Nautica? Do you know about that? I don't I mean... Yeah. Yeah, we do. I don't, I mean, uh, what did the guy, honestly, I don't even remember what, we had a guest on, I think it was yesterday, right? That covered, uh, yeah. covers, covers Randall Nordica. See, now this is another thing that blew my mind, and I think I actually can tell people this is really something that's going on, I think, with this app. It may sound silly, but this guy actually takes ghost hunting equipment with him. He picks up EMF readings when he's outside, out with this app sometimes. He picks up voice recordings. He picks up things on his meters. Sometimes when he goes out with this app, so I really yeah. do believe there is something going on. Wow! With that. But now I don't know if the dead bodies are real. I, I mean, 
who knows? I mean, this stuff uh, I on the this things I see on the TV where I think it's like Ocean's Eleven. It's just like some you know the cops aren't even real and it's some staged event and we're just being told it's true on the TV. So yeah, the, I, the way that the app got the way the app got really really pop. The only thing that made this app get very popular it started at the very beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. is that right before the pandemic really exploded this news article came out of Seattle saying that these kids that were using the application had found a dead body because essentially you use the bot you use the the app to you think about what you want to find and then you you meditate on it for a moment and then the app takes you to a location to find what you want um, and oh. they they claimed that their intention was murder, right? And that they found they get this pin from Randonautica that sends them to it's like a beach, and then they find a dead body. Um, and then that news article is the only reason why Randonautica blew up the way that it did. And as far as I know, based on um, the guest that we had on yesterday. Uh, he believes, yeah, that could maybe even been a, like a staged event. Maybe it was just sort of like a promotional thing. Um, but he also, this guy spent more hours on this app and, uh, than anybody else I've seen. It's nuts. Um, but he, he says that any other claim of them finding dead bodies is actually false. Uh, and the only vi- verifiable one is the first uh, encounter. Oh, but it makes a good story. That's something that people would uh, definitely look, you know pique their interest some paranormal stuff thrown in there with uh, so it reminds me of that stephen king book what was it uh, the stephen king movie where they try to find the body by the train tracks oh uh, yeah. stand by me stand by me yeah, yeah. Right, stand by me. yeah. all right guys i'm gonna wrap it up I think awesome. thank you cover everything uh, yeah thanks for coming back on it's great to talk you keep up the good work people go thank to you. check thank out you. the occult rejects on spotify it's a five-part series on the Scarlet Horse, so there's a lot more information, folks. And uh, where's the, if people want to reach out to you, where's the best place? Uh, I guess Twitter for the Occult Rejects, uh, the NY Patriots Show, Instagram. Uh, I just want to tell I want to tell your fans, Jack Pine and the other person too. Thank you for uh, the comments. Appreciate that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. You guys were a big hit last time, so uh, yeah, good luck and uh, keep up the good work. Keep in exactly. touch. Right. Happy thank, you, thank you. Thank right. you. Later. Bye. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there.